witnessed a heavyweight battle this evening. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nigh 25 wins between the two of them. And the Thunder came out on top. 117 to 101. We have you for the next hour. I am Ryan Chapman, joined by Jerry Ramsey and Christine Butterfield here on the Franchise First Take Thunder Post Game Show. And Jerry, tonight, going up against one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Thunder, did they prove they're a cut above the bottom feeders in this league? I like the way you set that off. That's a, that's actually an excellent way that I would have actually started off the show. So kudos to you Thanks, for doing some, something that I would have done. So I really like that a lot. Um, yeah, Jerry's you know what? There's a couple of compliments come from people that remind him of himself. <laughs> uh, no true words have ever been said, Christine. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you look at it and uh, you look at teams like Minnesota, you look at teams like Cleveland, and, and there's a couple around the league that are in this, you know, transition period trying to get some stars, trying to figure out what they're going to be for the next three or four years in Oklahoma City seems to have a formula that's ahead of ahead of their curve. And you look at Cleveland, they already have had a couple of big-time picks. You know, Sexton, a couple of years ago. Uh, Garland is, is another kid, which I'm sorry, and, and maybe we'll get into it later, but if you, why if you have Sexton, do you get a guy that looks just like him and plays just like him and put him in the backcourt? Whatever. It makes, makes no sense to me. Cut to... Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder getting Cade Cunningham. Anyway, uh, I just I don't see it, and I, I see where Oklahoma City is actually starting off their rebuild in a better way than a couple of teams like Minnesota and like the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, and that Thunder team leaned on the young guns tonight, Jerry and Christine. Just running through a few of the young guys here. SGA, big performance from him. 31 points on 9 of 15 shooting. Then you look at Lou Dort. He was nice early on as well. 10 points, 4 of 10 from the field for Lou Dort. 2 of 6 shooting. Darius Baisley, really the only one of the young guns that didn't get it going. But we can talk about this. I think that's more up to the play of Jared Allen than anything else. And Tao Maldon continues to impress in the starting lineup. Christine, uh, what, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight? Who were you most impressed with uh, from this Thunder team, you know, uh, basically outpacing the Cavaliers after that first five minutes? Obviously, you have to be impressed with Shea Gilgis Alexander's response to him scoring only 14 points in the previous game to now. He scored basically double that, a little bit more than double that, and he was three of three from the three point range tonight. So, I mean, he was doing pretty well. I'm not going to obviously just go off about SGA because he had a good game. He's the leader of this team. That's what we should expect from someone like him. What I do want to talk about, though, my biggest takeaway was how well the bench played. They outscored the Cleveland Cavaliers bench 42-9. to Which, by the way, 42-9, uh, to Mike Muscala himself off the bench had 13 points. Hamadou Diallo, all by himself, off the bench had 15 points. Kenrich Williams had 8 points by himself off the Thunder bench compared to the 9 of all of Cleveland. Exactly. Like when you're looking at how those players came off the bench, very energized, knew what they had to do, knew they had to attack the paint, but also knew that they could take shots from outside and just bring some energy. Energy to the lineup and just kind of keep it flowing for them. You can tell that they knew it, that they all need to be on point tonight for them to get anything done. Because when you have guys like Sexton, Garland, Allen scoring above 20 figures, you're going to need everyone on the Oklahoma City Thunder to be putting up some pretty good numbers. And that's exactly what. The bench did. And Mike Muscala, he was, was he 0 for 6 last night? Yeah, he, he was 0 for 6 yeah. last time out. And he started out really rough as well, mm-hmm. but finished right. He started out one of five from deep, I believe, finished three of nine. So Muscala kind of got it rolling. And uh, I think this is what kind of separates Oklahoma City from the true sucks of the NBA, uh, to, to put it in better terms, because you've got, Jerry, like you said, you've got that young core of guys that right now, as they're put together, they make sense. SGA and Lou Dort playing together makes sense. Darius Baisley compliments those guys. Things like that. It, it makes sense. Then you move to that bench, and what we've seen all season long from Mark Dagnold in this Thunder bench is the ability to mix and match and put guys in and have them contribute. That is what is separating 
this Thunder team from your normal tanking experience? Because you look at Cleveland's bench, and yes, I know Kevin Love is hurt. I know that noted Chelsea fan Larry Nance Jr. is hurt, Jerry. Like, But you, you look at this bench from Cleveland, and I'm saying, why is Wendler playing in an NBA basketball game? Who is that, and why is he playing? Why is JaVale McGee still in the league hanging on somewhere? Like, it, you just look at the bench, and you're like, wow. Uh, this is a really bad roster, and, and now, after almost a third of the season, I don't know if you can say that about Oklahoma City's roster, Jerry. I'll give you one better, right? you got all these guys on here that maybe you want to develop and move on to see who you want to use or whatever, because that's what Oklahoma City's been doing uh, all this season. Sexton gets 40 minutes. Jared Allen gets 41 minutes. Coral 39. Like, why are these guys playing Damn near 40 minutes when you're trying to, you know you're not going anywhere, Cleveland. I'm sorry, baby. You only got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's all you got going for you right now. And so why are you playing all these guys all these minutes and you're not getting these other guys rotated in? That just tells me, you know, no direction. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what the GM's thought are or, uh, is and what they're doing. And Bickerstaff, um, and, and did you see Bickerstaff's record, by the way? Uh, I believe it's 100. And 151, I think. is, is hundred, And I think he lost his 158th game tonight. I, I, I kind of laughed at that because this brother's lost uh, 150-some-odd games before he won 100. He's legacy, though, and his dad is very well respected in the NBA, and he'll probably have a, a job or he'll have an inner job for the next five or six years just because of his name. But it just kind of shows you tonight. You know, I'm glad they got Allen from the Nets and, you know, they want to give him 41 minutes. Why not? He was 11 for 11 with 17 rebounds. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> to give your, gives you, gives you a lot on a bad team, right, Jerry? <laughs> just, you know, I'm just saying. And then the, the younger guys, I know they're young, but man, you don't have to use all that tread up tonight uh, if it ain't going. You're down by 20 and you guys have played 30 plus minutes. Throw in those other guys and see what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Next segment, we're going to get in a lot more digging deep into this Cavs roster. And Jerry, like you were kind of saying, what the cautionary tale it could be as far as the thunder and rebuilding and things like that. But for right now, look... I'm making the executive decision. There will be no tank commander of the game this evening because the Oklahoma City Thunder were that good. However, there are plenty of options to give out our player of the game. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. And to start us off, why don't we head over to Christine? Ladies first, of course. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, I'm going to go with someone that I know Jerry won't go with, so we'll keep it balanced here. I'm going to go to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Shea Gilgis. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yes. He was so assertive tonight. I thought he did really well in regaining his leadership, regaining that role with the Thunder, and just making sure that his presence was known. And when you score 31 points, you go... 9 of 15 from the floor and 10 of 12 from the free throw range. Also, almost got a double-double. He's had 9 assists, so he was distributing the ball very well, making sure the offense was flowing, and got a steal, making sure he got it done on the defensive end as well. Got to give it to him. He really showed why he's the leader of this team tonight. Um... My uh, my good personal friend Brandon Rabar from the Daily Thunder is an SGA stan. He is uh, wait, third Jerry. State. How many assists do you think he would have gotten in potential assists? <laughs> I was gonna say, hold on. And then he is a you know he's a third th- uh, was a third stage clinger. I don't know. you, Christian. <laughs> what are those people called? Is that what they're called? Stage five third- clinger. Okay. Anyway, uh, so you look at that, and he had nine assists. He almost had a double double. Uh, Christina, a team this bad, he has to have a, a double-double if he's going to even be considered an all-star. So, no, he is not my player of the game. I don't uh, think he would pl- ever be your player of the game, Jerry. My player of the game, Mama likes, uh, Mommy likes a mommy. Uh, look at that. 15 points. Uh, five of five uh, from the field. I mean, he's come off a couple of games where he's been a little bit lackluster, but I like the spark plug. You put it in there, that new thing has it humming, and he had the offense humming for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Hami, Hami Diallo. I really liked Hami as well, but for me, I'm actually going to go with Al Horford just because I know that Jared Allen, it was a really big presence on the boards. In games past, we've seen that totally... 
uh, cripple the Thunder, honestly, because of the, they don't have just a real physical presence down low the, the way that they want to stretch the floor and things like that. But Al Horford, I, I thought he hung in there, and, and it's not one of those nights that looks really pretty, but he made sure that it, it wasn't going to be an Achilles heel. It wasn't going to kill the Thunder, and he was really efficient. 16 points on 7-12 to 12 shooting. I really liked what Al Horford did to negate, basically, Cleveland's biggest threat because, uh, like we'll get into next segment, uh, Garland, Sexton, they're basically the same. Neither of them can really shoot, and they threw in Okuro. So uh, I don't really understand what Cleveland's doing, but Oklahoma City can't be concerned by that. They went out there, and they took care of business this evening. 117-101 to winners. When we get back here on the franchise first take that are postgame show, like I said, we're going to kind of get into um, why Cleveland has this roster and the cautionary tale that the Thunder need to avoid as they look to rebuild through the draft and, and the trade market. So all of that and more coming up on the other side here on 107.7 The Franchise. Nope. Like Big Voice Guy said, this is the franchise first take Thunder postgame show. They're going to see Thunder on the last game of their road trip headed to Cleveland and came out with a big victory over the cellar dweller Cleveland Cavaliers. 117 to 101. The Thunder were victorious uh, behind a big, big output from their bench. They simply overpowered the Cleveland Cavaliers. Before we get back to Jerry Ramsey, who you just heard putting on his headset there, as he's rushing in between Coach Dagnall's <laughs> postgame availability and us. No, he's doing a great job. He's, he's pulling double duty. Uh, Christine, I, I've been. It's been brought to my attention that there's a big announcement that we have to lay on the people real quick before we carry on with our duties here. Yeah, listen, it's been requested by obvious friend of the radio station, friend of the pod, Brady Trantham, who is in remission tonight, but he will be back soon. Um, but he's in remission <laughs> no, from so what? Whatever. Just, just nothing. He's dog sitting. Yeah. When they I reminisce, didn't... they reminisce about you. I get it. Yeah, I just didn't, you know, I don't need to make his uh, his matters known to the world, but Ryan kind of let the people in on the secret. But anyway, he uh, wanted to wish Legend of Zelda, the video game, a happy birthday because they have turned 35 today. So happy birthday, Legend of Zelda. That's a classic, isn't it? If Legend of Zelda was a person, it would be the second oldest member of this broadcast. Now to the oldest wow. member, Jerry Ramsey. So you, in the break there, were bouncing back and forth between us and Thunder head coach Mark Dagnold's post-game availability. Uh, Jerry, what were you able to gather from the man in charge of the Thunder future? You know, I mean, it's a little bit, you know, a little typical coach speak, but you like what he says. He says that uh, everybody contributed tonight. I mean, you can't, of course, you know, and then Christine and, and guys like Brandon just love some SGA and just, oh, hey, look, SGA had a really big okay, game. Okay, I don't love SGA. Like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, let's. Oh, okay. I didn't, is he it didn't your play t- at Kansas, Jerry. <clears throat> is it your, is, uh, was, did I step on your time? I'm so sorry, Christine. Did I step on your time? Because I swore that this was my time to. I don't think it's divided by timing. I just wanted to let you know that I'm uh-huh. not some fangirl, but please continue. I didn't. I did not mean to, um, you know, insert myself in the hierarchy of this. So uh, Christine Butterfield loves SGA, and so does you know Brandon Rivar, and, and and there's other guys, and there's a reason to like him. There really is. But uh, when you're Mark Dagnall and you're sitting there and you got to break down the film, and you got to go possession by possession. Whenever you see the possessions of this game against Cleveland, you're going to see a lot of guys. Uh, contribute to this uh, eight nine deep in this. Here's what's so great about this too, is you talk about what you know Jared Allen was doing tonight and just killing him on the boards and killing him. Uh, the second starter didn't hit double digits and it was tail whenever he did until like the third quarter. Like they were moving the ball so well and getting the ball around and SGA did dominate a lot in the scoring, so it's going to be a little sexier tonight than other nights, but. Everybody contributed. We know we talked about the empty calories of a Kendrich uh, Williams, right? He tonight I thought was kind of productive, and just other guys didn't care who got the shot. They didn't care, um, you know. They, they just wanted to make the right basketball play, and I think that's what. If you really want to look at what tonight's game was, it was about the Oklahoma City Thunder making the right basketball plays, and you don't get that in the NBA that often. Yeah, and I personally am really pleased with what we've seen out of Teo Maldon filling in for George Hill here while George Hill's on the shelf recovering from that uh, thumb surgery because 
Maldon, he's a guy that we, the scouting report coming into this season was that he has a very high basketball IQ, and the reason he dropped from a projected top 10 pick like two years ago into the second round is because there were some concerns that maybe his athleticism, his, his explosiveness, all that stuff was not going to uh, translate to the NBA. And what you saw tonight, like I really loved, I think it was the second or third bucket of the game for the Thunder, just his recognition that the Cavalier defense was uh, overextended and, and over-rotated. He, he puts his head down, just splits a little double and, and gets to the rim, finishes through contact, things like that. Like You are seeing the basketball IQ out of Teo Maldon, and you're seeing that the game has started to slow down enough for him that that is flashing and that's coming out. So uh, I think it's a credit not just to you know the Thunder players, obviously, but Coach Dagnall and his team for uh, being able to come in and his coaching team implementing all, all these things and developing this young talent. But, Christine, I guess should we have expected that, knowing that Dagnall was coming from the G League and, and was already renowned as a player developer? Or am I wrong to just be surprised at how big an impact he's had so far? I don't think it's wrong. I think when everyone was looking at Mark Dagnalt from the beginning of the season, there was just a lot of question marks because not a lot of people knew him. Obviously, he was um, an assistant coach to Billy Donovan a little bit, so he was in the Thunder culture. So he knew kind of the players. He knew what was going on. He knew what Sam Presti kind of wanted him to do. But even then, still the question is, can he execute? Can he make the good decisions when he's put in the driver's seat? And he's been showing that with time, these players have continued to improve and continue to grow, especially when you look at players like Teo Maladon, like you were talking about, just the way he's transitioned from the beginning of the season to now, you can tell that he can read plays quicker than he could like months ago and so he's able to make smarter decisions he's able to make quicker decisions and that's just helping elevate his game to another level and by like this time next season I'm sure he'll be even more developed under what Mark Donald has been doing so just players like Taylor Maladon Shea Gildas Alexander continues to improve Lou Dort like when you look at the beginning of the season to now, he's attacking the lane more confidently. He's able to finish at the rim, which he wasn't able to do at the beginning of the season. And last season, he wasn't shooting threes consecutively. Now he's being a little more consistent with that. And that plays into all of the development that Mark Dagnalt has been doing behind the scenes. So I think that Mark Dagnalt has been able to show that he can develop players in a very short time span, which is not something that I think the... NBA as a whole really focuses on. Obviously, it's a player-run league, so when you're looking at a coach that's able to make such big strides in a short amount of time, that's pretty attractive to a lot of NBA teams out there. Jerry, so the trade deadline's coming up. It's trade season, all that stuff. The Thunder are going to be brought up as an attractive third member of any you know three-team trade, things like that. If George Hill does end up getting dealt have you seen enough out of Teo Maldon and basically the rest of what we assume would be the, the Thunder second unit coming into the year to believe that the wheels necessarily won't fall off the wagon? Because I feel like before this stretch, Maldon was coming along, but there was kind of the expectation that the team is fine and steady, but they could really bottom out and, and be truly dreadful if some of these pieces get moved at the deadline and you're just throwing the youth out there to fend for themselves for half an NBA season. How is this not a scary movie? The plot for a scary movie coming up. Uh, have you looked at the March schedule, by the way? There's two games. Because the NBA haven't put, hasn't put out the uh, second half of the season yet, right? Like you, like you said, trade deadline's coming along. They might get rid of some of the veterans. Leave it in with all the young people. Ooh, who Jerry, knows what's going to happen? It's just what? a long intermission. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous turning over... Uh, a very, very respected organization over to a bunch of brats. I mean, it's the damnedest things. I mean, just look at our show in particular. Look, you and Christine are in charge of this show now. It's scary. It's frightening. So, yes, it does bother me that there's not going to be that, uh, and not uh, old is not the word I want to use, wise. Seasoned. Um, yes, the wise. Experienced. Yes. Sage. Just around to sort of, you know, point the finger and just go, hey, that goes there and this goes here. You guys are doing a great job, but I'm here just to make sure that in case something goes wrong, uh, Papa can take over. And I think that's, yes, whenever you talk about getting rid of George Hill, even Al Horford or whatever, you do have a little bit of that. There's no Papa to take over. So it, we'll see what happens with that. They have some very exciting players. Teo is exciting. Uh, he can't buy a beer. 
Uh, SGA is kind of exciting. Brother still doesn't know how to dress. I mean, we're getting to places with these guys, but we're just not there yet. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say scared, but I'm a, I'm a little taken back. Concerned? Okay, we, we have to dig into this because I, I have a lot. Of, I take umbrage with something you just said there. I can't believe you didn't like SGA's look coming into the arena tonight, Jerry. Like, holy cow. That was – Christine, did you see this? I did not. So Okay, so it's a, it's a vest over a hoodie. I believe it is Louis Vuitton. If I wasn't able to, to zoom in that much, but the vest – was clear like pockets and you inflated it like with the little nozzle like you inflate like pool floaties it was awesome that sounds kind of sick yeah jerry yeah screw you jerry you don't know what fashion is unbelievable and this is what the problem is with the future of fits in the nba but uh whatever and whatever it was and if i don't care if it was versace or not you know uh i don't think he's seasoned enough yet to really understand what that means is it versace i think versace's dead (laughs) poor guy pretty sure Uh, he got shot but this is this is this is the problem that i have you know i just that disconnect i have i I was gonna say i think you're just disconnected from what fashion is today no no first of all i'm not hello guys Uh, i have to say jerry's drip as he left on friday was incredible he had the the pistons (laughs) throwback beanie on he had the aviators he he looked like a man that was not to be messed with anyone looks good in aviators I look like your dad's sexy fishing buddy, okay? I know what I'm trying to pull off. Uh, that's I don't even I don't know think. what that looks like. Jerry, you don't look like you've ever touched a fish, which is, an, oh. it's, which is absolutely fine. That's not a knock by any means. It's just it's a different look that you don't have. I'm sorry. Uh, but you get these kids out there doing whatever they're doing with the – you know the sick fits and all that stuff, and I'm just I, you gotta you gotta prove something on the court first. Become an all star first. I'll give him credit. He's putting up all star numbers. Like okay, you look at all stars and you take away their names and all that junk that they do, and you say, oh look at that guy's numbers. Those are really good. He should be in the all star game. And then you see, oh it's SGA. He hasn't been on national television, and no one knows who the hell he is. So maybe soon enough. But maybe if get they were potential cysts, then he would be in. <laughs> That's your. That is your favorite. Like is like. Is potential like assist the assist that SGA missed because he sat out like the last two weeks? Because that's what killed his all-star campaign more than anything. He's just not playing games while we're trying to hashtag all over the internet. You got me putting out hashtag Justin Jackson because he's the one that's out there in L.A. making things happen. Now he gets a, a healthy scratch tonight. What are you doing? Oh my gosh! I'm I'm mad that just that Jackson. Was so that guy, passionate. That's what wow, I'm that's, passionate. I've heard right. I know that's the most triggered I've ever heard that brother. All Look, right. I I went from advocating for him to be cut in the preseason because I was yeah. not going to cover a team with two Jacksons on it, and Frank Jackson looked a lot better in the preseason than Justin Jackson. To mad when he's a healthy scratch. It's what a what a journey we've been on this season, and it's a testament to the player development, but. You had to look no further than the Thunder's opponent tonight to see what a team that doesn't have the correct vision or any vision really would look like. I, I know that the, the sex land, you know, backcourt of Sexton and Garland was, was fun for the first literally three games of the season. That was the only time they were great. But Jerry, like you were saying earlier, they're basically the same player. Neither of them can really shoot from deep. So who did they add? They added Okoro to the mix this year, who also can't shoot from deep. Now they're trying to build around Jared Allen the bench is just dreadful and they're not trying to develop it. It's just confusing what the Cavaliers are trying to do. And you just have to assume you have to hope that Sam Presti has a plan. Cause if, cause if you use these, just cause you're picking in the top five and the top 10, that does not mean you're going to get someone that fits you a roster or that's a, a sure star in the NBA because you could easily end up like the Cavaliers and just ha- have a roster of, of guys that don't make any sense together. Okay. So the easiest thing in the world to do, and uh, this is, that's why, you know, former athletes and, and former guys are in the front offices and doing what they do. You just get the best player available, right? That's 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 what a lot of people's thought process on drafting is. Just get the best player available and make it work later. Well, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does not work, and you start a backcourt that are both 6-1. And I get, listen, I get that Steph Curry has changed the game, right? We all talk about what he's done to change the game and what have you. But Steph Curry could shoot. He could shoot early on in his career. And they matched him up with a, another guy that was like 6'4", 6'5", in the backcourt. So 
whenever Cleveland went out and you know got whoever they did and said, you know what, these are our these these guys are the ones we want. They are not really paying attention to what kind of style of ball they want to play and it's just the damnedest thing it really is just the damnedest thing and then you talk about all the money they got wrapped up that's on the bench and not playing when you talk about drumming you talk about love you talk about nance uh my goodness that's just it that is not a team that's trying to tank with a vision that is a team that is going nowhere fast with no vision yeah, I think that's kind of the main difference from what I saw from Cleveland and Oklahoma City tonight was the fact that Cleveland clearly has no like longevity in their future. Like you can tell that it seems kind of choppy right now. They don't know where they're going and they don't know who they're going to need to get in to kind of save their franchise at this point. The Thunder though have some direction. They have a bunch of young guys, a young core, a developmental coach. So they're continuing to improve game to game and show why they can be a good team two to three years down the line. And to Ryan's point about what Sam Presti's plan is, I'm sure he had a plan at the beginning of the season. Now maybe it's altered a little bit based off of how the Thunder team has played. And we don't know how that's going to play out into the draft, but we do know that they have a lot of picks. So they're going to be able to whip something crazy into happening because if if we know Sam Presti at this point, we know he's just going to turn the tables on everyone. Well, what the Thunder need is they have to add a shooter to the mix here because we've we've done this. I don't know how many times we've done this, but every time Lou Dort shoots more than 10 shots, it's using that sweet spot tonight of shooting 10. Anytime he shoots more than 10, that's when my, you know, the, the sirens start to go off. My red flags or, or the red flags are showing everywhere because I'm just like, uh, Lou Dort is, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but he doesn't need to be a guy that's shooting more than 10 shots tonight. Yeah, he's not that guy. SGA is efficient. And on most nights, and, and like you said earlier, Christine, he shoot he shot the three ball well tonight, but that hasn't been consistently what he's done. And if you look at Cleveland's roster, they don't have a guy that can do that. They're built, like Jerry said, like you said, Christine Sexton, Garland, Okoro. They can get into the paint. You got Jared Allen. And looking down the line tonight, okay, Cleveland out-rebounded the Thunder 42-37 to tonight. Mission accomplished. They outscored him in the paint 58-52. to And then you look at the scoreboard, and they lost by 16 because they don't have anything else. Like, that's just not a incredibly viable strategy in today's NBA. Like you have to have guys that can spread the floor and that can shoot. And so that's just kind of what the Thunder need. Whoever they get, they've got to get one or two more guys that can spread the floor and shoot consistently and ascend to that next level. And I think that's what the Thunder are looking for. And that's just what's so fascinating about this next era of Thunder basketball. Because how long, guys, have we sat here and we know that they want length, they want defense, and if they can shoot the three ball, great, because that's who fits in beside Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant or Paul George, and, and that's not what they're doing these days. So it's just it's just really exciting, I guess, to to finally go into the draft looking for something different, Jerry. Oh, they they need a guy. They need a big guy, a nice power forward or Mobley? a center. Remember those guys, uh, Mobley. Uh, they they need a guy like that because uh, they, they've done this thing with Roby and Muscala and you know Al Horford even Al Horford you know he's a he's a big body that's a big boy but uh, he doesn't play like a big boy he draws the guys outside and shoots outside and does what whatever and what have you but uh, you would love to see them just get a. A, a you know a power guy and, and I'm so old too like that's the first thing I'm thinking what this is missing this this team is missing a mean streak they're missing a power guy and there's a few of them out there that still get it done bam we'll see bam tomorrow bam! night maybe I don't know I haven't seen the uh, the uh, you know, what am I trying to say who's hurt injury report injury report there we go. I haven't seen that go. I got like six screens going on. No, I know, I know. You're you're doing a <laughs> Jerry. This is not a criticism. You're doing a great job. You are simultaneously trying to do a post game show and be in the post game availability. Uh, you're doing great. You're doing great, Grandpa. Anyway, speaking of big guys, uh, I was going to give Mike Muscala uh, a bit of a compliment. I mean, obviously, you know, he's he is a guy that when he's hot, he's hot, uh, and and that he was hot tonight for a little bit. Tonight, post-game, right, we were talking about drip. The guy has the perfect hair. He does. Werewolves of London, just gorgeous hair. Uh, cardigan over the crew neck, um, you know, the crew neck T-shirt, right? And I'm thinking, all right, this guy, I would listen to this guy. I think this guy knows what he's talking about, right? Professor Muscala. And, and then he says something goofy like, Shay is an all-star. Like he just kind of goes off and talks about how his guy is an all-star and stuff like that. Like voting is over. It's done. 
We can move past it. I'm sorry, Oklahoma City fans. This is going to be the first year in a long while that you will not have an all-star to root for. And I I don't know if I feel bad for you. It's just every now and then you got to rinse and repeat. I mean, and that's where we're at right now. Well, Jerry, he can still be part of the skills challenge. That went so well for him last year. <laughs> and the, the, when are they going to do that? After the first quarter? I, aren't they doing the three-point contest and the skills challenge before the game? Yeah, I think so. I didn't. I didn't hear about the skills challenge. I knew they were doing the three-point contest before the game. They were doing uh, dunk at halftime. But I didn't. Know, I have no idea about skill challenge. When's skill the damn challenge celebrity makes game its return. Yeah, I was about to say, the most important thing is the celebrity game, especially because you're in Atlanta. So you've got a, just oh, an incredible... You've got Quavo. You can put Usher yeah. out there. You can put uh, you know country singers that I'm sure they exist. Yeah, Ti. Ti could be there. You could put Chipper Jones out there as as just the the token. Here's the other sport guy that get, looks bad playing basketball. Do you know who my favorite celebrity in the last decade has been? Tell Is us, it Jerry. Ari? Ari. <laughs> Thanks, Christine. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, Ari Goldstein? Is his name? He was the uh, oh gosh. Uh, President Obama's like uh, Duncan, Arnie Duncan, of, uh, the, the Arnie Secretary Duncan, of Education. That, yes, yes, Secretary of Education, and he was taking brothers to school. He was like in his like he's incredible. Late, was it, yeah, like late forties, early fifties, and he was throwing behind the back passes and like leading the break. He was awesome and never got the MVP he deserved. Yeah, that well, guy, that guy needs his own little wing. He unfortunately he also coincided with the. The very dreadful Kevin Hart era, where yes, Kevin was Hart was yes. just awful at basketball well, and he, not really funny, but he was loud. Yeah, yep. he's but his he's undersized. Like he's not going to be that good. He's going to try to pound his way into the lane and obviously gets just stuffed every time. But he he got the MVP like back to back years. Christine, it was terrible. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, tell that to Scott Webb or Muggsy Bogues. And, well, and Ari Duncan got robbed. Ari, and I, I'll go to my grave. Which is probably sooner and later. Uh, I'll go to my grave saying that Ari Duncan got uh, robbed of that MVP. Uh, real quick, I'll give you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, go for ahead. it. I was, I was going to agree with you. So you co-sign on that? Okay. Uh, Mike Muscala on SGA's All Star campaign. I think he's an All Star. He's so skilled. He makes his teammates better. He's a great young player. I think he's an All Star for sure. For sure. What's, for sure. Okay. What's your What's your issue, Jer? I'm just, I'm not, I don't have an issue. I'm being a you, journalist. You said that I'm being so, a journalist. Okay. You want to know what a journalist is, I'm reading is, the quotes. No, you want to know what a journalist is? Are you going to define tone, journalism Your tone oh, thanks, thanks, insinuated Christy. that you did not agree. So if you were a journalist, you would be saying those quotes in an objective way, but you, I, your tone First of all, I think we all know if we disagree. listen to the station, I'm not the strongest reader. So it was just enough for me to get by that paragraph. I'm just happy you pronounced his name correctly. Insulting your own intelligence. Wow. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> you got to get to it before somebody else does. I, All right. I just feel like we don't spend enough time talking about how big a homers these guys are. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you, every one of them. I want my guy to be blah, 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 blah. This is why we shouldn't have a player, folks. We're just going to fill out 15 guys on the Thunder. Good call. Stupid. Good call. Good call. Just yeah. straight up stupid. I, you know what? I, I yeah, wasn't that strong. Nothing now. Like, I wasn't that much strong. I wasn't that strong in my opinion. But Ryan coming across with the stupid. Oh, there you go. Dumb. Anyway, all right. Look, we got a lot of stuff still for you. On the other side, we're going to go around the association. We're going to take a look at what little schedule the Thunder still have ahead. And you know what? We're going to rant more about the All-Star Game. All that, more goofy stuff next. Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Welcome back. Thunder, big winners tonight, 117 to 101. The Thunder top, the Cleveland Cavaliers, in a battle of the lightweights, honestly, as the Thunder moved to 12 and 18. Cleveland falls to 10 and 21. We will be going around the association here in a second, but as I understand it, uh, Christine, we have to play the role of therapist for a very upset Jerry Ramsey right now. Apparently. (laughs) You know what? I I just realized something. This is going to be great. Okay. Um, Jerry, basically every single time the 
Detroit Pistons lose when we do a Thunder t- First Take postgame show, which is basically every single time <laughs> I always make the joke like, oh, Jerry, what do you think about that? Oh, wait, he's not here anymore to defend his team. But guess what? Tonight you are. <sighs> All right. So somebody's putting together NBA Twitter, right? Uh, like he's really trying to put people on NBA Twitter, right? So he put out this thing and is like, hey, who are the best NBA followers in the league? Whatever. So this guy, Steven, decides to step up. This brother's going to do it, right? And he has most recommended Thunder followers, and he has a couple pages of those. And then there's an honorable mentions page, okay? On the most recommended Thunder followers, he's on there, of course, right? Uh, good friend, Brandon Rabar, Joe Mosato, who's had on the show, Andrew Schlett, who we've had on the show, uh, Eric Horn, who we've had on the show, uh, Royce Young, he can't commit to us because he's getting paid by somebody else, but has told me that he wants to be on the show. Madison Morris, who doesn't cover the Thunder anymore. Brady Trantham, hello, who I don't, you know, I, he, he used to cover the Thunder, but then didn't really cover it big time until it was me who brought him on. So all these guys are recommended, right? And then honorable mention. DP, who, one of my ramrods, that's fine. Suave Report, Adam, friend of the show. Uh, Daniel Bell from Black Sports Online, which is the most reputable online sports source that I've said for years. And Jerry Ramsey. I'm on the honorable mentions. Now you know how SGA feels. What the blanken blank. I ain't honorably mentioned nothing. I am a recommended. And then I look at this fool, and he has 2,000 less followers than I do. First of all, stay in your lane. Don't be making up these lists if you don't have enough people to follow you to even understand. Great. I'm glad I'm in your honorable mention list now. I'm sure my you know followers are going to explode thanks to yours. What is that? Well, what Jerry, is that? Jerry, I am Thunder coverage. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. That is Jerry Ramsey. <laughs> Uh, don't don't worry, my. I'm not going to call you my friend anymore because you yell at me every time I say that. So don't worry. We're not friends. Don't worry, my mentor. Uh, looking over that list, you, you don't want to be on that list. Just just saying the just the, say, look, the look, list that's no. been compiled. Just because it says most recommended Thunder follows doesn't mean that all the people on that list are good Thunder follows. Just saying. Listen, I and you guys know this about the because we're party. not on it, Jerry. So clearly something's up with it exactly i agree with that actually christine uh just like the pool party stuff and you guys know this i don't want to go to your stupid pool party i just want to be invited and that that's why i sent you out an invite for the last one you you respectfully declined and i hopefully i didn't do it respectfully hopefully it doesn't even want to go to your damn party well i i wasn't going to air our dirty laundry out on the air but it's you know what, that's it's what i do it's what you do anyway what i do is take us around the association and we are going to start in a game full of controversy, the Boston Celtics headed to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. The Celtics fell 115 to 120. But oh my gosh, guys, JJ Reddick got teed up twice for I still don't know why he got teed up. Uh, Woj is making fun of JJ Reddick in the pool report. Uh, Boston had a an unfortunate like ghost review that that took the ball out of their hands gave it to new orleans jason tate did everything he could put it 32 points and nine boards dueling with brandon ingram who had 33 points six boards and three assists like this game was awesome earlier today uh, yeah like they went off and I, when i saw the game the celtics were well ahead i think going into the half and I guess just kind of blew it a little bit in the end I mean, it's only a 24-point lead. I mean, we've seen those evaporate like nobody's business, what, this week. So, I mean, it can ha- listen, it can happen to you. you got to play real quick, Christine, pop quiz, hot shot. How, many minutes, how many minutes of NBA basketball do you get to play? 48. you got to play 48 damn minutes. I like it. Play all 48. And that, Jerry, is why you were the best coach at the YMCA. Was it YMCA basketball you coached? It was YMCA. Yes, yes was. that is why you were the best coach at the YMCA. Moving on, the Orlando Magic. They finally found someone they could beat in the form. Oh, that's the Detroit Pistons. The, uh, my bad. 105 to 96. The Magic top Detroit. Jeremy Grant, 24 points, five boards, four assists. Is Jeremy Grant an all-star, Jerry? Yes, he is. Absolutely he is. Homer. Steve's so lost, though. You're no better than Mike Muscala, Jerry. <laughs> and I want so you, did, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I want you to have to think about that 
for at least one whole more sleep before you come back in here and get to your own show. From 11 to 3 right here on the franchise. Thank you. Uh, Sadiq Bey, uh, big time game for that kid. Uh, 6'8", combo guard. They really love him. Uh, Isaiah, uh, Beef Stew Stewart, also another kid coming in. Like, Detroit is kind of doing what Oklahoma City is doing. Well, yeah. Time to get all the old people. Starting to uh, play these guys out. And Jeremy Grant gets all the empty calories, just like SGA. Uh, uh, we expect nothing less of a Weaver Wed, Weaver Wed one huh? office. <laughs> the Weaver Wed team. The Weaver Wed. <laughs> anyway, the, the, you know what I mean. <laughs> Nikola Vucevic, 37 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, this is a guy, Matt Burton's on this train. We need to get him the hell out of Orlando. That poor guy. I just want to see him play meaningful basketball on a, on a good team. Is that too much to ask? I love a starting lineup with Fournier, Aminu, and and Ennis. Yeah, it's... I almost, I almost said Ennis. I, hey, you, you didn't go with the Woy Weaver <laughs> Weebles Wobbles. All right, let's head to Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay... Oh, sorry, Toronto Raptors beat the Philadelphia 76ers 110-103. Joel Embiid continues his streak, his MVP case, with a massive double-double, 25 points, 17 rebounds, and they lost. So that's the Joel Embiid special, right? They still look good. They're Al Horford away. Maybe they could use Al Horford. Yeah, you think? Mm. No. No? Interesting. On, On this roster, you know... And uh, Terrence Ferguson still can't shoot. So it's not just an Oklahoma City thing. That You can check that one off the list. Pascal Siakam, 23-7-8 as well for Tampa Bay. The Knicks, 103-99 to winners over the Timberwolves. That's bad news for the Thunder uh, number one overall pick crowd as the Thunder win tonight, beating Cleveland, and the T-Wolves lose. So the, the Thunder are clearly a cut above the league's worst. Uh, the real big final tonight, let's be honest, uh, the Denver Nuggets, they are struggling. They lost to an awful Atlanta Hawks team. Like, they're just a terrible, terrible, terrible basketball team. 123 terrible. to 115. Trey Young, 35, 6, and 15. Jamal Murray went for 34 and 4. Uh, Trey Young, not an all star, by the way. Two games in progress right now in the fourth quarter with about six and a half left. The Nets and the Clippers, they've been going at it all night right now. Brooklyn's on top, 99 to 90. And then Milwaukee getting back on track. They beat the Thunder. Now they're up on the Kings 64 to 49, but there's plenty of time left in that one as they're just about two minutes away from halftime. And Christine, how many minutes of basketball do you have to play to win in the NBA? 48 minutes of basketball. We're so good at basic math here. Yeah. I guess this is my new calling card of the first take Thunder post game show. Miss, we we need to start calling you Miss 48. I don't hate that actually. (laughs) She's Miss, she's Miss Forty Eight, Christine Butterfield. We'll get her a sash and everything. Make it official. Do you want the Do you want the M Z? Do you want the M I S S? What do you want? M Z. Give me M Z. Yeah, Ms. I like that too. Yeah, Miss Forty Eight. All right, guys. Uh, Miss Forty Eight and Jer Bear, Jerry Ramsey. Let's look ahead at what the Thunder have left. The Thunder only have six games on the schedule before the All Star break. They will be back home tomorrow to start off a four-game homestand, and here's the six games ahead. Uh, Monday night, they host Miami. Wednesday, San Antonio. Friday, Atlanta. Saturday, Denver. That one's a tough one there. Then Wednesday, next Wednesday, they head to Dallas for an underachieving team for what we thought their talent ceiling would provide them, and they finish off the first portion of the season here at San Antonio. So that's two games against the Spurs, a struggling Heat team, an awful Atlanta team, and then Denver and Dallas. Guys, should this Thunder team go 3-3 three and three over the next six games? I'd say so. I think so. I think that, you know, they can beat the Heat, they can beat San Antonio, and they can beat Dallas. 6-0 right. no out of the question? Is, is that not where we're going? I don't know what what options were you giving me? Was that like you only gave I, me one I'm, option? I'm, I was I was saying this is, is three is three and three realistic? I think yes so. or no. If no, discuss. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Yeah. Three and three is real. Yes. And as a matter of fact, it's a boring hedged answer. What are you trying to be a weatherman? I mean, let's get sexy a little bit. Can they beat Denver? Right. Can they, be, can they beat San Antonio? Uh, I hate to tell you this, Miss 48, but San Antonio is a playoff team. Um, more so than the team they're going to play tomorrow night in Miami. So 
Um, I don't. I don't know. I, it, it sort of depends on two. What kind of rosters are you going to get? Uh, are you going to get SJ list? Are you going to get uh, point guard list? Are you going to get centered list? I don't know. The Thunder get real weird with uh, how how they put their team together on the floor. So you can't really tell with this team because it's not. You don't know who's going to start three games from now, and that that's. I know I'm starting to hedge myself on this, but that's my whole thing. I can't predict six games out. Because I don't know if they're going to play without centers or point guards. Well, and you have to expect, like, tomorrow, Al Horford, that's a back-to-back. He yep. he hasn't been playing those. Um, that's been pretty standard here in Oklahoma City for the last couple of years, having one guy or another. Then, again, you've got that Atlanta-Denver, that's on a back-to-back. The Dallas-San Antonio, that's on a back-to-back. So, so really, you've got three games that probably Horford's going to miss out of those three, not to mention any other stuff. You don't know if, if Shea's knee flares back up and he's sitting out the rest of the week. You just don't really know what's going on. You don't know when Dagnall's going to throw out a healthy scratch to Justin Jackson because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Uh, you know, things like that. So it's really interesting. I, I think the biggest takeaway for Thunder fans is whoever goes – into that game tomorrow against Miami, whoever comes out with the loss just needs to be terrible the rest of the season because neither of those teams can pick up many more wins if you want that top three pick. Yeah, I mean, when you look at when, when you look at it, I don't know. I think Miami's definitely manageable, but if they don't beat Miami, like you said, Ryan, they just got to take the rest of the time and just let everything run its course. But looking ahead, I we don't know what's going to happen. I mean... SGA isn't going to be saving his knee for the All-Star game, so I'm sure he'll just be, you know, ball, trying to ball out a little bit before the break to kind of shut the haters up like Jerry Ramsey. Oh my god. Did you just did you just use the term shut the haters up? Yeah, when I, I envisioned did. what the first take first first take postgame show would be back years ago, I never thought to myself there is a person that's going to tell me that they're going to shut the haters up. Uh, but That's why the youth never, move bit scary, Jerry. Nevertheless, here we are. Um, I, it, I, don't, I don't think, I think they could just play competitive and do what they're doing. I think they're going to finish in the top ten. And I think they have the assets to go wherever they want to go, even if they want to make a play for number one. Like, I, I don't think we all need to, like, chill and just kind of enjoy the competitiveness of this team and kind of what they're putting together and the kind of basketball they're playing. Um, and if, if they trade away and get some more assets or whatever, uh, that's awesome, too. And you get that youth movement going that we were talking about. But I'm not really – I mean, I'm not worried about nobody's uh, NBA draft right now. I'm not. Yeah. I'm worried about I'm worried about Steve Ballmer. I'm watching the Brooklyn LA Clippers game and that that guy needs to just it's a regular season game. You never been to one, Ballmer? I Calm mean, down. Have bro. you ever seen him just take the stage at, for anything though? He he is a high energy guy, Jerry. It's kind of kind of I think thing. every time I see him, I think Montel Jordan's this is how we do it. All right. He is the he is the personification of this is how we do it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I do think, though, look, it, it's a it's a long slog. It, it's a marathon an NBA season is. And even though this year it is 10 games shorter, it, it's hard sometimes to when we're going at it night to night and trying to take in every single data point we get. Sometimes it's easy to forget this was supposed to be the, the pressure-free season. No matter what the Thunder do this year, it's great. If the Thunder yep. are really bad, Okay, you've learned what pieces you can move forward with. You know what all you're going to have to fill your roster with. If the Thunder are kind of middle of the road mediocre like they've been, then obviously you're getting great contributions from those young guys and you have all the assets to move up. If they're competitive, oh my gosh, um, you know, something really wacky's happened, but you can start to accelerate your timeline. Like it doesn't really matter, like you said, Jerry, what happens this year as long as you're seeing positive development on the floor night in and night out. And that's what we're seeing out of this Thunder team. Christine, do you have any final thoughts on this game, the road ahead, anything of the sort before we get out of here? Well, I was just going to say, talking about like the changing and expectations, I feel like that happens with basically every team in the NBA. And you can even look at Oklahoma City last season. Everyone's expectations was that they were not going to be playing well. They were probably going to be tanking. The rebuild was beginning and a lot of people thought that Chris Paul was going to be traded sometime in February. And look what they did. They actually got to the playoffs. They 
exceeded everyone's expectations and then you were looking at the team differently than you did in the summer. Same thing is happening this season. You have Mark Dagnon and people are thinking, is he going to be able to step up? Will SGA be a good leader in this offense? Do they have enough players or good players in this roster to actually get a good offense going and give Lou Dort some help on defense? And it turns out that a good developmental coach can make a big stride in the season. So they're actually playing better than people thought, which again, they're exceeding expectations. So you have to look at teams differently based on the output they give you. So for me, it is just, um, it's interesting to see them, how their lineups differ night in, night out based on injuries, based on, you know, whether Al Horford is going to sit out or whether there's some contact tracing issues. So just seeing how these different guys play together is going to be a big tell moving forward. So I'm looking forward to the next couple of games before the All-Star break because who knows what's going to happen after that because we don't even know the schedule. Parting thoughts, uh, Jerry? Yeah, I want to talk about more about SGA's All-Star uh, snub. Uh, first of all... You know, I find it interesting how the person who's talking the most about SGA is you. I'm because you keep bringing him up, Jerry. Be, I'm trying to be a journalist here. I'm going to read some quotes from some dudes. All right. Chill out. All right. Here we go. Uh, Mark Dagnalt on uh, on SGA once again. Uh, on most nights, I feel like Shea's the best player on the court, and that's what an all-star feels like. So all the feels of uh, SGA, right, and being an all-star from uh, the Dagman, right, to his first year. So, I mean, really, how much can you take from him because this is his first year as a coach. So, uh, And then how about uh, SGA? Let's see. Uh, I've said this before. The most nights on the court, I feel like uh, we've got the best player on the court. I felt that way tonight when we walked on the floor. Okay? Daggy doubling up. I mean, let's go, right? Here is Shea talking about his case. It's tough. There are so many good players in the league. In the Western Conference, I mean, that's something I don't even worry about. I just go in each day and try to get better, try to win games. Oh. Well, what, did Kendrick, what did Kendrick Lamar say? That you've got loyalty, loyalty inside his DNA? <laughs> or are you talking well, about when he said to stay humble? No, well, I was thinking B, don't, you know, was it, <laughs> don't mess huh? my vibe. <laughs> Please don't kill my vibe? Is that what he is? Or, what, or what about when he said that he has this drank in his cup? <laughs> I think I think Matt Burton would be the best person to ask because, as you know, if the vibes are off. Yes, he's the king of vibes. Matt Burton will tell you. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, lyrical genius Kendrick Lamar said, stay humble. And at least, at least, our favorite Canadian, SGA, is staying humble. Well, look, here, I, I think he, he gave away the goose there in that statement there. He said he's just trying to win games. He's only done that 12 times. That doesn't sound like an all-star to me. We're just, really we're, I'm just, I'm just, really I'm just grading him by the, the <laughs> expectations that he set out for everyone else. So... With that, we are going to pack it in for the evening. Your regularly scheduled programming gets going right here on 107.7 The Franchise tomorrow at 6 a.m. with Eddie and Todd. Listen to them. Do that, of course. But when you're really going to want to tune in is at 11 when Jerry Ramsey sits in this chair that I'm sitting in right now. I'm going to leave him a nice little uh, you know, uh, gas pass to uh, to commemorate. Uh, I'm going to be sure I do that before we leave the studio tonight. But Jerry's Why got you. Why that damn thing off, please? No, I, I will not. Uh, from 11 to 3, Jerry's in. Then from 3 to 6, you got Triple M. And then, hey, hey, we'll be right back here tomorrow again for another post-game show. You know why? Because the Thunder play the Miami Heat. So the franchise, just go ahead, lock it in, give it a preset, just glue your dial. Don't ever change it. It's all you'll ever need. Jerry, Christine, thank you so much, guys. You want to do this again tomorrow? Sure. Might I'll, as well. I'll let you know. All right. Uh, like we said, 117. To 101. The Thunder, victorious over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Have a great night, Oklahoma. We will see you next time on 1077 The Franchise.